I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Belinda blinked, and here we have the rankings. 21. The Goons. They are all gone now, the old familiar goons. Every one of them dead, as are the lost kings of England. What will Bishurstling do without them? They were loyal, stupid, inconsistently voiced, and blessed with poor impulse control. Basically a bunch of bellas. Maybe Bish we better off after all. Rocky's comment. Sammy. The goons at number 21. Are you stark raving mad? This ranking reminds me of a stupid Christmas pop song making number one in mid-December. It should not be there. And neither should these guys. Besides being incompetent, they're also terrorists. Two words which do not sit happily beside each other. Also... There's no way you're going to associate my dear, lovely Bella with these numpkins. She's far too good for that insult. Why, you'll soon be lumping the magnificent James Spooner in with them if we're not careful. Poppycock, what a load of drivel. Sammy, this is virtually the top 20. Say you won't do this again. Promise? Okay then, you're forgiven. Just. 20. Jeremiah sent Frost first. This Liverpudlian acting mistress at Rad's, that's the Royal Academy of Drama and Stuff, if you've been too scared to visit Liverpool, is one of my most treasured one-off characters. Having spent several years at drama school myself, let me tell you that Rocky's trademark research really paid off here. You can spare yourself the expense of those fancy schools where Stanley Tucci and Dame Helen wasted their youths. Jeremiah got it right first time. Acting is the art of pretending to be someone you're not actually the person of. 
It's a shame that her heart sank without trace after Belinda's award-worthy performance. But the role of the frilly-lidded former chorus dancer would still be ideal for someone of the calibre of Dame Judy. Or, really, any of Jamie's favourite dames. Rocky's Comment Jeremiah, or Jerry for short, yeah, that's what they do in the north of England, shorten your name to virtually nothing. Or is it because they, quite rightly in my opinion, can't spell the name? So Jerry is actually based on a real person, a very real live person, who thankfully hasn't cottoned on to the fact that they're now in the acting tuition business. But this is the way things work when you have a training contract with MI6. You sort of know you're working to save the country, but actually haven't been told so. The same goes for the characters in the series who make an impact on the readers. When you're writing the stuff, there's very little chance that you can pick them out from the start. Dave Wilcox is an excellent example of this in reverse. Whilst he's a part of the very high-profile RSMs, he never really comes out of his shell, apart from a few minor bit parts. But that's, as they say, is showbiz. And Sammy, interesting to note that you've spent several years at drama school. It really does show in these rankings. I hope you get some real work soon. 19. Marco Enriquez He's a patronising bastard, as Alice would say, but you can't deny that Marco knows where he's from. If you polled fans on which character they would most like to sleep with in real life, the well-hung and eminently professional Boston Brazilian would surely top the charts. Armed with a wolf fur rug, a patella hammer and an endless supply of caipirinhas, he's a dream come to life. And Jamie's lisping portrayal just adds to the overall effect. Last time we saw him, Marco invited Belinda to visit him in Rio, which disappointingly has not yet happened. Will we get to see inside his Amazon-based penis enlargement clinic? And will we be given any reason to believe it deserves its accreditation? Only time will tell. Rocky's Comment I'm always in two minds whether to spell Marco with a K or with a C. Marco. But the spelling of Enrique's is correct. This surname is based on some friends who live behind us in our seaside house in northern Brazil. When they're all at the beach, the gathered families number about 30 people, and boy, do they know how to have fun. Classic Brazilians, the older folk are perhaps a little bit too religious for my taste, but hey, why kick a culture? Marco himself is also based on a very good Brazilian friend who did indeed get educated on a soccer scholarship in Boston. It's a real pit the similarity ends there, as I'm sure he'd be making a lot more money as a top-flight surgeon than he is today. But again, life can be like that. One day you're relaxing with a cold skull beer on a hot windy beach, and the next you're in lockdown in a cold and rainy London. Keep up the good work, Marco. I know Belinda will be visiting you and your home country very soon. 18. Maeve, also known as Gunda, also known as Trixie Forward, also known as Agent XYZ. Z. 
Part One. The Irish honeybee seemed deceptively bland until she came of age with the introduction of the hump and skunk. Unfortunately for Maeve, the plot required her to remain an enigma for several books, which didn't help her climb the rankings. However, a cavalcade of spectacular costume changes in the final reels propelled her up the charts. The sly nurse Gunda was a clever misdirection from Mr Flintstone. Although I'm amazed that Maeve was able to get approval to take leave from Steeles, even as their international sales director had been kidnapped and the rest of the staff were hiding in the safe house. Who would man the phones? Then came Trixie Forward, who lived up to her name. Although we have to assume she was wearing old lady prosthetics all the way down, if you know what I mean, to keep Belinda from guessing. As for her forest floor catsuit, I'm still not sure what its purpose was. But after so much time in lockdown, isn't it just nice to take these things out of the wardrobe once in a while? Maeve clearly started out with good intentions, but quickly turned bitter and jaded after she was denied an invite Giselle's Hindu. We could get into a debate about whether an invite is mandatory for a new colleague you only met that same week, but it's clear that, in Maeve's mind, she was a monster quid by the nepotistic nature of Steele's and by the decision to invite Hazel. It's a moral lesson for us all. Could Maeve become Belinda's Hannibal Lecter, locked up and resentful, but forced to help her own nemesis when going gets tough? Rocky's comment. Some interesting comments here, Sammy, and I won't get too heavily into them, because I want to keep the Irish mists of mystery swirling around Maeve for a little while longer. But what I do want to do is relate where in Ireland she came from in a sort of biological fashion, which goes some way to opening up a part of my timeline, albeit from the past to you all. Here goes. Agent 006.9X quietly swam away from the silent submarine at 0.2400 hours. It was a bitterly cold January night in 1944, and for all his exceptional spy skills, he didn't succeed in this kilometre swim to land. His objective was a beach on the edge of the South Wicklow Hills of Ireland, but the stronger than normal currents denied him any chance of making it. However, the look of the Irish came to his aid as an early morning salmon poacher found him entangled, unconscious, in his illegal fishing nets. Bernard Brogan swore violently as he pulled a frozen German officer on board his little boat, resenting the fact that another good night's fishing had been ruined by the Jerry's. God, he thought, if it's not the fuel pollution from their fucking submarines, it's the bloody spies that sent to land who keep fucking up me nets. Bernard blinked. Agent 006.9X Age 24, and the youngest colonel in the military was a tough nut. There were a few tougher in the Wehrmacht, but on that cold January morning, he nearly didn't make it. God, Bernie, he's still freezing, Bernard's wife Ursula cried. Bernard sturdily replied, Stick some more bushwells into him. Jesus, sure we can barely afford to drink it ourselves. Never mind dish it out to these bastards. He put some more wood in the already roaring fire, trying to get the room temperature above freezing. Kathleen, he shouted, bring in more wood and some of that goat's milk that you've been heating up. Kathleen, 
Bernard's and Ursula's only daughter, ran into the room doing her father's wishes. She sat down at the dying man's bedside and patiently spooned the hot liquid into his belly. To be continued. 18. Maeve, also known as Gunda, also known as Trixie Forward, also known as Agent XYZ. Z. Part 2. One year later. Kathleen, Ursula shouted, hurry yourself up. The wedding car's here. I'm coming, Ma. You can't leave without the bride, you know. <sighs> Kathleen, should you be late for your own funeral? Never mind your wedding, replied her mother proudly. It was a grand affair for the seafaring Wicklow Hills folk. Many said it was a marriage made in heaven. Few knew the real truth. You see, Kathleen's mad mixture of goat's milk and bushels whisky had saved the young East Berlin spy's life. Not that no one ever knew he was of that profession. Bernhardt, as he was called, quickly realising he was onto a good thing with Kathleen, never mind the fairly decent cover the family had given him in the final months of the war with the Brits, had taken a fancy to his nurse. You see, Kathleen had tits like the teats of the goat whose milk she'd plied him with at his worst hour. Her breasts were infinitely better, very much bigger, and after a short recuperation period, he discovered her resplendent flaming red vaginal glory in the family hayshed. It had been decided from before their wedding day, much hastened by the impending birth of their first son, Kevin, that Bernhardt would become Bernard Brogan. A coincidence, some would say, with his father-in-law's own name, but as they say in Ireland, sure it is what it is, accompanied with a knowing nod of the head, even though they didn't have a clue what they were talking about. Bernhardt's impeccable English and ability to parrot any accent in the world immediately made him a Wicklow Hills man, and a little time after the end of the war, he was able to initiate contact with his own dear family. Yes, family. Back in East Berlin, now under Russian control, communications through the Irish post office were fraught, and it was only many years later that his first letter made contact. His older brother Wolfgang had made a bit of an impact with his acquiring at a very low cost, a well-established pots and pans manufacturing company in East Berlin, and turning it, with the help of a little American investment, into our powerhouse of industrial pots and pans manufacturing. It seemed the world was his oyster, and it was. Within five years, the company had grown massively and gained markets throughout the world. Wolfgang Bisch had become a rich and powerful man. It was with some trepidation that Wolfgang picked up the tattered personal letter from his entry some fifteen years after it had been posted. He immediately recognised the handwriting as that of his missing in-action brother. Tears ran down his bulbous cheeks as he read the short message from his long-lost younger brother, Bernhardt. Dear Wolfgang, I hope this found you well. Now that Vaux has been lost, I shall visit you with my new wife, Kathleen. Dein Liebender, Bruder, Bernhardt. Bish screamed in delight and lit a cigar in celebration. From that day, he determined to trace down his brother and meet this Kathleen, who no doubt lived somewhere in Ireland. Yes, family, he thought fondly. Bish blinked. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. It was a wet and windy July morning when Bernhard Brogan met his brother Wolfgang off Lufthansa Flight 669 at Dublin Airport. This was the latest in a series of family get-togethers over the years, and the Bish brothers never missed a chance to talk about the old days when they were growing up in East Berlin. But this was a very special day indeed. They were all attending the christening of Bernard's second son Bill's newly arrived daughter. The brothers reminisced for another proud family day when Bernard and Kathleen married Bill to Molly O'Hagan from Wicklow Town itself. Molly was the eldest daughter of a local supermarket owner who was buying other local shops and lately Bill had become key in advancing that expansion. Wolfgang was especially very proud of Bill and he had been known to advance many Irish punts in non-repayable loans to advance the fledgling business. However, this current occasion was all the sweeter because Wolfgang was going to be Bill and Molly's daughter's godfather, a role which tied the family together more than any other earthly bond could do. At the short ceremony in the local church, a proud Wolfgang held the little infant in his arms. Dearly beloved, the priest intoned, we are gathered here to celebrate the christening of Maeve Brogan. Maeve blinked. Maeve Brogan genealogy. Grandfather, Bernhard Bisch, latterly known as Brogan, born 1920. Married Kathleen Brogan, 1945. Father, Bill William Brogan, born 1950. Married Molly Brown, 1980. Daughter Maeve Brogan, born 1990. Godfather Wolfgang Bisch, born 1918. 17. Butch, the sunburnt kid. Star of the most sensitively written cherry plucking scene since the Saturday. Butch, not his real name, got more than he bargained for on that motor yacht in sunny Spain. I was initially struck by Butch's dynamite good looks. James certainly lusts after him. My attention was further galvanised by his willingness to make witty comments about the four English tourists within their earshot. I liked him even more when I realised his ambitious nature. Four women for your first time in the sack? That really is a fivesome's dream. And I was sent over the edge by his boldness, asking for work experience at the height of his first carnal encounter. I wonder where my life would be right now if I'd followed the example set by this suave Swede. Rocky's Comment Yes, Butch is a young man on the way up. Similar to Sam, the youngish manager. He doesn't take no for an answer. Good-looking, primed and honed into a taut sexual machine by Belinda Blumenthal, he has his whole life before him, 
guaranteed success due to his ability to speak three languages. Well, perhaps his Spanish needed a bit of practice, but his Swedish and English are beyond question. He even understands the sex words. I recently had an email from Abby asking about his progress or lack of progress in the books. This is what she wrote. I just had a thought I wanted to share with you, Rocky. In Season 3, Episode 12, Belinda has a wonderful time with the suave butch, the sunburnt kid. And at the, at the end of their dalliance, the conversation goes, Butch, what do you do for a job, Belinda? Belinda, I'm an international sales director for a pots and pans company. Butch, international? That's interesting. Can I have some work experience? And the chapter simply ends there, never to be spoken of again. I was wondering, now that it seems like Belinda is the owner of Bish Herstelung, could Butch the Sunburned Kid finally get his opportunity to have some work experience with Belinda? He'd make a great new addition to the new team as a fresh young intern, and he was clearly intrigued by the international aspect of the job. We'd have a Swede in Germany speaking English. And perhaps now he's mature enough to be eligible for a spot of work experience. And Belinda could then be the one interviewing him, like in Chapter 1, Book 1. Rocky, as you know, we all have our favourite one-hit wonders from the novels, such as Alfie the Smallish Man, Zachariah, Hans and Greta, etc. And as always, we expect cameos in new books, but I feel this one would make so much sense, though I don't know how Rocky that is. Rocky? I love getting these sort of emails. So refreshing from the day-to-day grind. Thanks, Abby. Um, but, Sammy and Abby, you haven't heard the news. I'm truly sorry to be the one who's breaking this to you, but Butch is dead. Here's what we know happened, though the source, Bill in HR, is always a bit dubious. A few weeks after Butch's encounter with the Glee team, he was lost at sea in a violent storm such as the Mediterranean can quickly throw up. To be honest, it took a while for the news to get back to the Steele's offices. Bill in HR found out first as he had Butch's CV and had invited him for an interview. On not getting a reply, he contacted his parents and was told the terrible news. The only small sliver of hope is that his body was never recovered. Perhaps he's somewhere on a desert island in North Africa. We can but hope. Is this a new mission for the reunited Glee team? 16. Clint Belinda's high school paramour was the best new character to appear in Book 6. Every line is eminently quotable, and his dopey, stoner voice is a thing of beauty. It's unclear why Clint seems to be stuck in the late 1970s, but the night of passion between the foxy mama and the wibbly-wobbly wonder left me no room for complaint. The more I think about Clint, and I do, I can't help wondering what happens when he runs out of room for new tattoos. He apparently adds one to his collection every time he has Nuki, but he's already reached the point where poised coital lovers have to ink his scrotum. Will he have to stop with the Nuki? Dare he ink over the existing ones? Does he have to start piercing himself instead? Good look out there, you beautiful moron. Rocky's comment. 
Clint is one of those characters who come quickly, pardon the coarse pun, and go as quickly in the story. However, he has actually achieved immortality, as Mouldy Wood, the artist responsible for all the book covers, has encapsulated him forever in the Belinda Blinked Book 6 front cover. You can purchase a personally signed poster by me on my Etsy store called Rocky's Pavilion. All one word. Even Toffee Apple Chew and Jane Man haven't yet had this accolade. Thank you, Mouldy, for another stunning interpretation of the books. Clint is a no-hoper, but that's what we see today. Perhaps back in time, when he and Belinda got it together, he was a high-flying, ambitious student who got caught up in the torrid grip of drugs. It does happen all too frequently, as I'm sure we have all had personal experiences of. So, let's hope with his newfound fame, he can get some therapy, clean up his act and earn enough money for Marco Arriquez to do his thing in his Amazonian theatre of miracles. One thing's for sure, Belinda will not be paying for it. 15. Alfie Small Who is Alfie Small, also known as the smallish man dressed in black, sign man to the stars. His wiring technique is non-conformist, true, but I haven't seen any better options on the generation game lately. And isn't it dull to just stick the lapel mic on the lapel? Boring. If you want to know more, find Alfie on LinkedIn. It'll be super duper. Rocky's Comment Alfie Small used to use pins for attaching his mics to his victims, and then one day he burst a bubble. Well, he actually stuck one into a human body. The shrieking and wailing was so intense, he's been a sticky tape man ever since. Luckily, Belinda encountered him after his conversion. Otherwise, it could have been a very bloody presentation to Klaus Bloch's ladies. I find it amazing that Alfie was at a slip of the pen, called A-L-P-H-I-E, has gained the notoriety he has just by saying he can be contacted via LinkedIn, whatever that is. I personally would have left my cell number. But hey-ho. So... If you like the style of my podcast, then I'd like to get you the special gift for the Belinda Blinked fan in your life. I will record your message in the same style as my podcast, Rocky Finn. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. 
It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER. So... Hi, Jamie Morton. Rocky Flintstone here, just wishing you a very, very happy birthday. Enjoy your day and see you soon. Cheers! You can get this a great, unique present from my Etsy store, Rocky's Pavilion, all one word. Thank you for listening and have a great day. Ciao!